Sorry, I was uh, having some technical difficulties getting everything set up, making sure I sent out that tweet before I kicked this off fully. But GM, man, welcome back. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Just It's a beautiful day out here in Dallas. It's not 130 degrees, so I can't complain, you know. It's only 100. I was going to say, I feel like I saw a uh, video uh, reel or something on Instagram where it was talking about how the Midwest right now, um, you know, Texas, that whole area, right now is like in the 99th percentile of heat across the entire world. So, I mean, yeah, I don't doubt it. Like, still, what's that? I was going to say, I don't doubt it, dude. It's like I sweat like five times a day. You know, like you sweat, your shirt gets wet, you go do something, you go outside. It's like it's a vicious cycle, dude. Just have sweat stains everywhere. Nah, man. But I mean, it's part of, you know, it's part of the trade off. Uh, I, like, I feel like Dallas, from what I hear, does decent weather from, you know, throughout a good amount of time, right? Like Dallas is one of those places that catches a lot of the seasonal stuff. Yo, Pick God, what's up, man? <laughs> I don't even know if he yeah. knows it is. Now, nah, give what's me up? one minute, man. I'm in the middle of a conversation at work, all right? Hold tight. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. I thought that that's something like that was going on. Well, for everyone else in the audience, welcome back. This is the 71st consecutive episode of Wonky Weekly Alpha. So for those of you who are unsure what this is, this is your first time checking it out. Basically, Wonky Sunk's community gets together every single Friday. We just hang out, talk about whatever's happening in the market, whatever's happening across the world, whatever's happening across our lives, whatever it is, man. We just show up and we vibe. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the project, the Stonks were a uh, freement back in October of 21 that um, I dropped as a way to basically kind of bridge the gap between the NFT and the crypto slash trading community. Um, and yeah, you know, as far as the project is concerned, there is no roadmap. The utility is the art and really do feel like the art of the charts does resonate with a lot of people. And it is something that's incredibly unique and different from any other type of PFP project. Um, one other thing with the charts, these aren't just randomly grabbed from, you know, price action that happened on different stocks or different crypto uh, coins. These are all completely, completely generative pieces of art. So everyone is guaranteed to be completely different. Um, you know, you're not going to have any Azuki duplicates um, with that. Um, but yeah, you know, on top of that, anybody that is in here right now, if you are here listening for the first time, you have not showed up before and you guys want to join the stage, feel free to hit that request button. It's not as intimidating as it seems. I mean, as you heard me talking with uh, Ellis just a little bit ago, dude, it's pretty chill as far as coming up on stage. It's a lot easier than whatever it seems. And one last shout out. If you were a female and you were in the audience today, the Giga Chad Lumber wants to give away a stonk to somebody of the female persuasion this week. You know, just try to add a little bit more diversity to the community. So his words, not mine. I'm here to support it. 
So feel free to hit that request button, come up on stage, and it'll be that easy to win a stonk. Um, but yeah, you know, that's that's what I got. Basic rundown for this week. Lumber, welcome up. How's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good today, man. Um, except for that massive Bitcoin sell-off for like five minutes. Um, but, you know, I was... I was going to say, what, what sell-off, man? Like, exactly. look at the chart. So this is what I was told, getting, you know, getting into this stuff, that this is what would happen if you can stomach this shit. You'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, all good. Um, you know, I noticed the the lack of women in the space because... No one was tweeting this morning when spaces because um, they knew I was giving it away to a girl. So uh, just shouting that out. And, um, you know, I don't know how we're going to give it out, but I do have a trivia question in the queue if we want to do that. Otherwise, I'll uh, listen to you, Kaleo. All right. I've got a, you know, the annoying thing about this, as I tweet this out, I always have like, I'm composing a tweet and then I've got the mute button on and then I've got to delete the tweet to be able to come back and unmute myself to talk. (laughs) So uh, I'm composing a tweet right now, Lumber, to be able to, you know, send it out specifically for your, for your request. And, you know, I, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it's something that's a little bit different as far as the giveaway is concerned. And, you know, diversity is always a healthy thing. So, like, I'm all here for it. All right. Well, let's see what happens. We'll, we'll find out, won't we? <laughs> we'll find out here in a bit. You know, the funny thing is, back in the day, and, like, I'm not sure if you can look at this on the analytics page anymore, but the historical split as far as my follower percentage from what I got from Twitter analytics, you know, you can go to your analytics page and used to tell you a little bit about the demographics of the people that followed you. Um, And one of the things that it constantly said, the split was about 90, 10 between male and female. And like, I, I did separate polls to back that up. I think if I were to do that again right now, that it would probably be something closer to maybe 85, 15. I think that the NFT space has really brought a little bit more diversity as a whole into the community and into the social, you know, side of things. But overall, like, I still think it's up there. So it is something that, you know, it's not just this community. It's something across the entire crypto space (laughs) that, you know, like, it's just, there are a lot of, a lot of dudes that are out there. You know, I'm I'm just having fun too, and uh, you know the the women I've heard who've come up on stage and talk all sound great. You know, so I love I love hearing a different perspective for sure. Hundred percent, man. Um, so we've got somebody else new up on stage, um, Vandy. What is going on? Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm new to the space. I'm a uh... I'm a she, her. I'm uh, looking to win some wonky stonks. <laughs> Lover, what did I tell you was going to end up happening on this? Hey, I, I, oh, I was trying oh, to get sorry, pictures sorry, sent oh, to you, you know, to prove. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the creepy side of things. I'm not going to sit there and say, okay, you've got to send me pictures to be able to qualify to win this. No, you just need someone. <laughs> I had some stuck in my throat. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, you need someone to do that for you, Kaleo, and that was me. (laughs) 
you gotta have somebody come up and break the ice either way. So I appreciate that, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was gonna do it. I was like, I might as well be the one first one to do it. Um, <laughs> we we have a front runner. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, what's up, everybody? I don't think I've ever been up here before. Um, it's nice to meet everybody. Love the stocks, Kalia. You're the man. You know, great community here. Uh, market looks bullish. Great day to be on this space, man. Good times. Dude, it is a great day. And, you know, one of the things, looking at it from earlier, the whole thing, the the SEC headline, like, the thing that was pretty apparent a little bit after that, I feel like any big headline like that, you're going to see this type of price action, right? Anything mentioning the SEC and regulation really is the new China is banning Bitcoin, right? Like, it's the SEC is coming down on something. And those type of headlines historically this past year have been by the dip moments. Every single one of them has been an opportunity to be able to step in and to be able to get cheaper corn, right? Like it's that simple. So, you know, if you could sit there, see through the FUD on every one of these occasions, it's an opportunity rather than something that's like a momentum killer, right? Like every other time that there should have been some type of action by the SEC to stop the run that we've been on, there has been some type of bullish momentum that has ended up following through past that, right? Like Gary can't stop us. Yeah, absolutely. And Kelly, how like to me, it seems so obvious the intentionality of the SEC right now to try to control everything. But there's still people that are doubters that the SEC is still hands off um, of the markets, of manipulating the markets. I'm like, it's odd. Like even today, even today's move, even today them announcing that the um, ETF, you know, didn't qualify or whatever. Like, it's so intentional, right? Like, you you, you believe that they're intentionally flooding the markets, intentionally doing these things to gain more control, right? You know, I, I, I definitely think there's got to be some type of thought that's involved in that from their side of things. You know, is it one of those things like what I tweeted out earlier where it's, oh, they see the prices are rallying and they're going to stop it? Like, no, man, like it's I, I doubt that it's exactly that. Right. Like they're not sitting there saying that, man, you know, prices are going up. We have to do something to stop this. But I definitely do think, you know, subconsciously, it probably does irk Gensler a little bit. Like there's no way that that dude appreciates anything crypto native at this point. I don't know how or what, like who exactly hurt him, but he's flipped a switch to where he is completely against the industry. And it's just as so ironic considering his past, you know, as being that blockchain, you know, having a teaching role for that. And it's so, you know, and hearing a lot of what he talked about in his classes um, and I don't want to say the 180, but he's definitely pivoted from a lot of those stances since then. So, you know, the one wake up call, I think, from this morning's thing is that there were a lot of people that think that it is a hundred percent, you know, whatever BlackRock filed, that it's a hundred percent guarantee. So I think if anything, this message just basically sends to the people like, OK, it's not going to be quite as simple as what a lot of people thought going into it. It doesn't mean that BlackRock doesn't have a chance. doesn't mean that Fidelity doesn't have a chance. just means that it's not going to be the layup that a lot of people laid out. Yeah, completely agree. It, it is crazy, the 180. Like, goes from early adopter professor 
when there wasn't even that many blockchain professors in existence to one of the biggest villains of the space. Someone's got to be lying in his pockets, either that or he's just a part of the hive mind that inevitably happens when you join politics. It's hard to avoid where just people around you just change your opinions on things, whether it's due to power, power struggles or money. And I think that's that's happened to Gary, unfortunately. It has been, but you know, it definitely provides a little bit of entertainment when everything else seems a little bit dull right now. But you know, looking at looking at everything that we've got coming up this next year, we've got a combination of the having, right? The debt ceiling has been lifted. Right? Like there's no debt ceiling. So infinite money printer is back in that sense. And then on top of that, you've got these potential ETFs that are on the horizon. Like 2024, 2025, we're going to have some good years ahead of us. So right now, all the noise that we're seeing, like, yeah, it's easy to distract. Um, and all the attention really does feel like it's on Bitcoin at this moment. You know, I think I think the alt market is still feeling a little bit of the pressure from some of the uncertainty from the SEC regulate, regulatory side of things. But realistically, again, the thing that I like I keep emphasizing that is so true, even with the regulatory side of thing, there is no stopping the alt market. There is no stopping. Then you go a little a layer deeper. You look at the NFT market. The NFT market doesn't have the same type of scrutiny, the same type of regulatory pressure that the rest of the crypto sphere does. So I think it's just a matter of time to kind of get that, you know, there just has to be a little bit of momentum into the confidence for the overall space before the NFT space really takes off, man. So I really think, keep saying it, survive until 25, like that is a guarantee for success. But realistically, if I can come up with a good rhyme for 24... (laughs) 24 is what I really think you have to make it for, for this space. I think there's so much opportunity on the horizon. Yeah, man, I agree. Um, since this is an NFT space, I have a quick question for you, Kaleo. Um, So my current opinion about a lot of these PFPs that blew up last cycle, Doodles, Azuki's, Moonbirds, you name it. Some of them were insane valuations, right? Like absolutely out of this world. I think, you know, Moonbirds were, what, 30 ETH. Azuki's were just 17. Obviously, some stuff happened. Um, I just don't know if those get back to the levels they were last bull market. So, like, if you're someone who is bullish on the NFT space, like a lot of these people are, like, where do you even look? So, like, where I'm looking is things that have cultural relevance, um, like wonky stocks and things that are native to internet culture and then things that haven't pumped yet. But I think a lot of people are going to look towards like what pumped last time. Like, so what, what do you think happens in, in that area coming up? Cause I know you're bullish on NFTs, but like, where do you look? I, I think that there's a mix, right? I definitely think there are going to be a good handful of projects that survived basically through this bear market that have a good chance of being leaders going into the next one. Right. And, you know, I think that it's pretty obvious what a lot of those are right now as far as what actually has momentum. And the other thing that somebody brought up recently that is so valid, going sideways in a bear market is pretty bullish too. So, you know, look at what's 
been trending higher. Well, look at what's been trending sideways throughout this period. And I really think that there's a decent chance of survival from a good handful of those type of projects, not just her survival, but leading it. But the real honest to God truth of it is the majority of projects after that from this last cycle are going to die off and they're going to stay dead. Right? Like they are not going to all of a sudden have this miraculous, there's going to be a period where, you know, I'm sure that we're going to get dead cat bounces across a lot of them. But the thing in general about investing in these new opportunities, look at the meme coins, right? There's a reason why every single time there's a new mint, every single time there's a new meme coin that started to come out, that there was a rush of new interest rather than going back to some old one that had sold off a little bit and saying, Oh, this thing's dipped. Now is my opportunity to get in cheap. People would rather gamble on the new thing to be able to have the opportunity to be able to, you know, buy a new lottery ticket is basically what it is, right? They're saying, hey, this old lottery ticket like doesn't have the luster that the potential of this new one does. You never know what could happen with this new one. So I think that's what you get. You get a mixture of, I think, the older survivor or the survivors of this one that have a chance to lead but the majority of the new stuff or the majority of the stuff that will take off outside of that will be new stuff you know it's not going to be these derivatives that are you know 10 times <laughs> that, that have been dead for you know a year two years they're not all of a sudden going to have a massive comeback right like that's i think one thing that people need to get out of their heads um, okay, I apologize for pronouncing this wrong because I know we'll advance, but Kyla or Kayla, maybe Kayla. You do it right. You do it right. I'm, I'm sorry if this... Is it Kyla or Kayla? Kayla? Which one? Kayla. It's Kayla. It's okay, just spelled Kayla. a little funny. Um, I hope this is okay. I'm, I'm sorry for just coming in here and requesting to speak, but I was asked by my friend Johnny Solana to come up here and shout him out and shout out wonky stocks uh, for some NFT, I guess, for him. I think that's what's going on. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. You're, you're the, like, here's the deal. Okay. Lumber is an absolute legend. Lumber DM here, like, he's been doing a giveaway for one of his stonks every week for the past few weeks and wanted to do it up through his birthday, like, in mid-July. Mm -hmm. And this week, he tweeted out that he wanted to give it away. And I quote, this is his tweet. I am giving, or I am aiming to give a wonky stonk away to the female persuasion later this week on Crypto Kaleo's wonky weekly spaces. Oh, wow. If you can get the streak live and have a female tune in. <laughs> so he literally, he was just like, I want diversity up on the stage and in the community. And, you know, you're the first person up here. So, I mean, I, I don't know what lumber's, criteria is here if he wants to wait until the end of the space and decide or if he wants to just declare you the winner this is all up to him right now no absolutely i that's super cool though so thank you and thank you lumber for having this opportunity for women in the space so wait kayla you got to give us a little background about yourself aside from just knowing johnny solana and i'm sorry <laughs> That's not enough. <laughs> that should be enough. I thought everybody knew Johnny Solana. Um, my name is Kayla, and I suppose I'll keep it to NFT background. Um, I've been in NFTs 
uh, as a just kind of interest since I would say, gosh, November of 21. So for a while, um, and uh, just kind of a collector, mostly on Solana, but um, happy to be here. And this is actually my first time in this space. So I'm super excited. Let's go. Love to hear it. Okay. So how long have you been in the NFT space for? Uh, since and slash, how, how, how did you get plugged in in the first place? So I, I love to know everybody's origin sure. story. Yeah. So I got into NFTs in the end of 2021. And the reason why I got into it is because I got really lucky with Dogecoin um, as kind of like a normie investor. And when that worked out, I ended up selling and wanted to kind of know more about crypto from uh, a more, I guess, educated viewpoint. Uh, so I started to really look into things. And once you start looking into crypto, eventually you find NFTs. Hey, Kaylee, are you kidding me? She's the winner. Um, okay, that's it. That's it. Aww. Lumber decided. Pack up the space. We're done. We've achieved the mission, <laughs> and that's it for this. Hey, you know, I, I do want to give a great honorable mention, though. Shout out to Vandy for the effort. <laughs> so, you know, great, great job with that coming up and having the boldness to say anything on stage for the first time. Um, Kayla, I am curious though. So, are, are you primarily like I see you have an SMB? Are you all on the soul side, or do you kind of cross chains a little bit? Oh my gosh, I wish this was an SMB. No, this is like some cheap derivative over on Solana that I just think is so funny because there's so many like there's so much monkey art derivative derivatives on Solana, and this is the only one I could find with like a witch hat. So I just thought this one was cute. Um, but I am mostly on Solana, but I do also do a little bit on ETH, but for the most part on Solana, because a lot of my friends are on Solana. And um, right now with how the market's been, it's mostly kind of just supporting my friends' projects who are doing things and not a lot of kind of buying to hold. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Okay, the one other explanation that we need is what is the, the bio? <laughs> this account is ran by a man. So I don't, you know... I'm a shit poster, so I just, you know, I post a lot of my opinions, um, which are generally a lot more palatable uh, if I just tell people that I'm a man. And also, you know, being a woman on like crypto Twitter, you get a lot of people who are like, oh, you're a man anyway. You're using a voice changer and stuff like that. I get that all the time. So it's a lot easier to just be like, yeah, then, you know, and it's kind of funny too. Sometimes I like to LARP as people like uh, Andrew Tate or whatever, just depending on the vibe of the day. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm trying to think of who else I really know that's plugged in deeply to the Solana side anymore, because the thing is, I feel like a lot of the deep rooted connections that I had as far as the Solana NFT side of things were people that were uh, OK Bears had its time in the sun, you know, time in the sun. It sat there in the spotlight for a second, but I can't think of really a single okay bears that I'm, you know, I guess Nate rivers is kind of there. Yeah, I know him a little bit, but you know, like, right. I'm just, mm -hmm. and then if I go down through a bunch of the other collections that are up there, that are the prominent ones, mm -hmm. you know, there just aren't as many people that I can, but I know it's still active, right? Like I know that yeah. there's still a healthy community. 
I actually recently had a conversation like this with a friend of mine um, who's big into Solana as far as, you know, because Solana is so cheap now. It's like, what projects would you buy and hold really long term uh, to say if they could potentially come back when the market is a little bit better? And we had a really hard time actually finding ones that we both believed in and could agree on um, or would say that they would be uh, a potential thing that we would that we would both go for. Um, so I agree on that. And also I find that a lot of the PFP art on Solana is just horrendous, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll get better over time. Uh, hello, guys. Alien, what's up, man? Welcome back. Oh, thank you. I'm doing great. Uh, I'm a big Solana guy. Like, and I think the Matlets is the most obvious project right now on Solana. I have one. Actually, I, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. And also, I'm a big believer in Wonky Stones and the Pudgy Penguins as well. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, Alien. And, you know, you're right. I don't know how I blanked on Mad Lads. I guess I was thinking more of the historic projects that were out there. But Mad Lads really has taken the Solana side by storm. And it's one of those things where it may feel like it came out of nowhere, but dude, I was talking to Tristan. I, I had a couple calls with him literally just about Mad Lads last fall. You know, it was in September when he was telling me about his plans for everything. And they'd already been working on it then for a few months. And then the mint wasn't until, you know, three to six months after. I, I forget exactly when it was, but, you know, I think that it was sometime early spring, right? So point being, though, they've been working on this project for a really long time, and there's really cool stuff behind it, too. I've given them a shout-out before. So, yeah, shout-out to the Bad Lads. Um, you know, they're they're definitely there, and I don't know how I forgot about them, but thinking about, like, prominent people that I'm connected to, that would probably be the one on Solana that I know the most people that are currently active with. Yeah, I think Madlets and maybe Solana Monkey Business, they are doing like a raffle right now, hoping I win, but let's see. <laughs> but I'm sorry, guys, I need to leave. So thank you just for everything. Yeah, thanks for coming up, man. Happy yeah. Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Rooster, the legend. What What's going on, man? What up, what up, man? Uh, just dropped girlfriend off at work. Um, yeah, I didn't uh, have reception earlier, so couldn't uh, couldn't hop up. All good, brother. All good. No worries at all. Um, so, what are what is going on in the world of Rooster this weekend? This weekend, uh, shit. Not too much, to be honest. Uh, got a buddy in town today, or he's been in town for the past couple of days. Like flew in right after eighties, uh, flew out. Um, so I've been playing host again, uh, and I think they're either heading out either today or tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it'll be uh, kind of the end of my busyness. Love to hear it, man. Um... Dude, I, I I did find out though I am going to come to Denver at the end of August. Hey, let's go. So, I'm making a trip. 
got to set something up whenever I'm there. But that is the official estimated time coming up there, right whenever it's at its hottest. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I think I, I got the beginning of August set aside for I – mean, I think I'm flying out to, like, Oregon. But I, I should – yeah, I should be here end of August. Love to hear it, man. We'll have to set something up then. Um, see, we just had – well, actually, though, Pickard has been up here for a minute. I could have sworn I saw somebody else that just joined. Uh, maybe Bandy uh, or you. No, no, no. Bandy's already talked. That is 100%. Yeah, dude, I miss a lot of the space, bro. I, I'm dealing with some, some bad shit at work, sadly. But I was going to say, you were in a work meeting there at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not progressing the best, I'd say. I don't know. What's going on with you guys? Anything? I, don't, I didn't even look at the market today. I know uh, we pumped a little bit last night and kind of dipped in the morning. Did we bounce back at all? Uh, yeah, man. The, the market's already basically – I mean, it is not fully recovered from the losses of this morning, but we are basically where we were yesterday at this time of the day. So, you know, as far as the prices, past 24 hours didn't happen. Just, you know, like casual $1,000 wicks or you know, actually like $1,500 wicks in either direction. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, outside of that, like, you know, the only other – the big thing in the NFT this week has been the Azuki Mint, which was hilariously fumbled. And, you know, looking at it, Dude, uh, like, I, the, the craziest thing is that they have duplicates, not just within the new collection, but duplicates of the original Azukis within the new collection. So, looking at that, like, that was one of the biggest blunders that I've seen. You know, just, there were a lot of people that were upset about the fact that the art wasn't very original, and then the price level. But the funny thing that I have and just in general about the NFT space, if you look at any other company or any other business slash, you know, anything, right after they raise $40 million is usually when people are the most bullish about them, right? They're like, man, they just completed how much funding? They're like, shit, like they've got to have something good, yeah. you know, lined up. They, they and got they, there's got to be a. Though. They got called out because they got. That guy that led that rug two projects before. Well, but everybody knew that. Everybody yeah. knew that a long time ago. That was not like a new thing for this mint. So my point being with this, though, it's like, what other business, what other line of any type of industry do you have a $40 million raise and within 24 hours of it, everybody's super bearish yeah. on the project and, you know, the company, whatever else going forward. Nowhere. Bro, like what cracked what cracked me the fuck up was uh, the 24 hours later, he's like, you know, we're kind of sorry. Uh, we also got green beans. Like, that's the shit that had me on the floor laughing. It was fucking uh, 24 hours later. They're like, we're sorry, but we got another 10,000 green beans for you. All right. So how do we stop people getting rugged? How do we stop people getting ripped off and invest into something good? You can buy wonky stones. I don't believe that. I'm pretty sure the elderly have been trying to figure out for a long time with telemarketers. 
Yo, Bo, by the way, just FYI, I, I don't know if it's my connection, but I'm, I'm really having a hard time hearing you speak. There's something, a lot of static and kind of robot-y chopping, and, you know, I'm losing some words. So maybe, maybe try like closing out the Twitter app, coming back in or checking to see if you've got a better connection somewhere else. Let's try that. Can you hear me now? Now it sounds like somebody's breaking into your car. Yeah, I, can you hear me better now? Yes, right, yes, it. I can. I, I had to get Perfect, out of the Perfect, man. Thank point. you. you I said I had to get out point? of an ape coin to clear, you know, to sound clear. Well, you know, I I don't know what that means, but congratulations. Um, no, nah, man, but, you know, what? back to your question, though, I, I think the biggest thing is that there are a lot of people that are just still incentivized by this. You know, if there's a successful project, so much of it goes down to like again, the backwards thing with these projects and that these mints are, they're all completely blind. So you have a certain level of trust and reputation that a company can build. And there's an obvious value to that trust and to that reputation. You know, in the case of Azuki here, that value is $40 million. And they were able to capitalize on that blindly from the community. But, you know, the issue with that is you only have so much of that social capital that you're able to spend and whenever you exhaust it on this type of level you know you really are hurting the reputation that was able to help generate those type of valuations and those type of revenues in the first place so i like i think it does go back to the company in this type of sense you know people had a decent reason to make that type of investment they had a decent thesis for it like azuki has done well so far um, you know, the beans were questionable, but the beans at the same time weren't something that people had to spend a ridiculous amount on. So they did end up returning value to the Azuki community. And overall, you could argue that the price of Azuki's themselves was inflated going into this. And regardless of how well this mint went, that so much of the value for the, like that there was the value of this, um, are you, of this project was already baked are in. You push Azuki? I, are you that? pushing Azuki then? Cause no, I'm not, not at all. Like, I don't think like... that they did this very well at all. And I think they exhausted a lot of social capital and that they are going to have to do a lot from here to be able to regain that trust. Does it mean that the project's dead? No, but I mean, did they give an example of what not to do? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and not not only I that, like, that. Zagabond is, like, tone deaf on the whole situation, too, because, you know, and, and his apology letter, he's like, you know, the goal of this was to... Uh, you know, get more, get more people, you know, grow the Azuki community by allowing more people in at a lower price point. Well, it didn't even go to like anybody else outside of the community. Like, uh, I think the mint was, you know, under 30 minutes. Like it went by pretty quickly. Um, I think Azuki's had like 10 minutes to claim, 
theirs or whatever and then it opened up to Zuki's and beans and it was like almost gone immediately like not a single person outside of the community minted one they extracted the entire 40 million out of them not only that most of the azuki whales care you know i mean i don't want to speak for him but it, it seems like they care more about respect than they do about you know realizing some losses on it because uh quite a few were publicly dumping and you know publicly exiting some of them were trying to do it more quietly by spreading out their nfts into alt wallets and you know burners and you know just selling them off of there um, but yeah, it was just like the the whole the whole thing was botched, and then they're pushing beans down to, you know, the third tier or whatever in their collection, right? It was just pretty much like, oh, you guys don't need these anymore. Um, yeah, the the whole thing fumbled, and yeah, I think the team was pretty tone deaf about the response to it as well. Azuki never uh, is another dream. Is it necessarily a rug because they never uh they never really like said what they were gonna do. They never said anything about the artwork or what that they were gonna look like or anything. I mean I didn't really know much about the elementals. I don't I feel like they didn't really come out with a lot of information right. for the men. Never, it never hit it didn't even hit mainstream until the fact that people were bashing on it. Azuki's it, it it had to have been all inside, right? Right, right. What's up, everybody? What's going on, Johnny? I had to come up here. You know, it's a very historic, epic times right here for because Solana flipped Ethereum and NFT sales volume for the first time. Thought I'd like to share that, and that's through the uh, SMB uh, raffle for the public raffle. Um, to mint like another one of those NFTs, you know, they got a little raffle thing going on right now. So, what's your? Can I ask you guys a question about Pepe? What's what's the whole story with that? What is the story with Pepe? What do you mean? Like it was a meme coin that popped up, and you know there was a degenerate. Um, I mean, I, I'd say one of the first meme coins this cycle that popped up and a degenerate group within the NFT community decided to basically just long it and ape everything they had into it. And it just grew into a movement more than anything else. I mean, it, like, still, what else? <laughs> I don't know what else, still, what else do you want Are they know? still aping it though? I mean, are they, because he's gone after the NFT community. What's your? I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's still alive. Uh, it, I'm not sure what happens to it from here. Does it die out? Probably not. Sounds um, like that guy is invested in that, so he's asking no, about I, it, right? You know, what's funny is I no, I did. I've done Bitcoin since 2016, and then did Doge early, um, and then I'm just I'm interested in Pepe because it's. It's the fun thing that's hitting Twitter right now. Where were you like two months ago? <laughs> no, I did. Was such an out of the blue I, I was. I, I did Pepe two months ago. You're right. I just wasn't here and talking to you. So, what do you guys think about Solana doing the? 
highest uh, NFT volume. I didn't see that, man. Like, yeah, I pinned it up top. Take a look. I pinned it up top. Let's check it out. $25 million, I think. You know, I, I guess what I have to say toward that right now, first off, that's crazy. But like, what exactly, where are you tracking that, uh, or not where are you tracking that, what, what collections are primary, primarily It's tracking? the SMB, Kaleo. The SMB, they're doing a Gen 3, and there's a public raffle right now for like 4,000, for, like uh, an allocation of 4,000 uh, JPEGs, right? So... So people are so it's a twenty soul to to enter a raffle, and then if you don't win it, it's refundable. It gets refunded to your wallet, and they've sold over sixty nine thousand uh, tickets. Okay, so what you're saying is it's like pretty much arbitrary volume on vaporware because really only part of those transactions are, you know going to go through for the nft and it's also in the middle of a bear market so i mean i mean cool for solana to you know have one day more of like sales volume but you know in the middle of an nft bear market i don't think it really means anything you still so what do you guys call uh trading because i i think we're in sideways trading for at least another year I mean, I, I'd still call this the bear market because realistically what you're looking at and bear market doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have some bullish price action inside of it. Um, but you're not going to get like in a real bull market, you are going to get sustained price action that just doesn't that doesn't just last like a week or two. Right. You know, you're going to see new all time highs across the board. Um, the entire space just basically becomes dumb money at that point, right? Like it is aping into every single opportunity that is out there and it happens quickly right now. We're seeing it happen on an isolated, um, on isolated occasions with different projects and coins, but it's not happening across the market. Um, And it's not sustaining the same type of, level the same type of pace that you would in a bull market so if anything you know hey maybe somebody could argue the fact that the bottom is in for bitcoin and that you know from a higher time frame perspective maybe it has shifted more toward a bull market and that type uh but i I really look at it as you know when are we starting to approach all-time high and you know start to have a longer window than just several months, right? Like, because right now I can still see a retrace, you know, a month or two from now. Like, I'm not necessarily saying that what we're seeing, yeah, like, I think 30K obviously is still a good area to buy. Um, But again, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw lower than this, you know, within the next several months also. Yep, it will Um, never go below 16 yeah, I, I don't see it going back beneath that 16K area either. But one way or the other, the alts are still in a bear market, man. Like, you know, we we are seeing, you know, you can see what happened with BCH, what happened with LTC recently. But, you know, if you're talking about alts and NFTs, they've been struggling versus Bitcoin, even with Bitcoin still climbing. Um, 
I, I think we're still a ways away from a sustained, you know, we may get a little mini alt season on the back of this, but a real alt season, man, is up only across the board and right now. I agree with that. God, what's up, man? Oh, dude, nothing. I don't think I meant to come off mute, but uh, I've just been chilling, man. I mean, work's been pretty hectic. A lot of shit's going going on. Um, Market-wise, I've just been still kind of like stacking some BTC here and there. Um, still bullish on the future, man. I, I'm, I'm like, I think I'm going a little bit insane thinking about what's going to happen in 24 and 25. But, you know, I got a plan and I'm sticking to it. So nothing crazy on my end. <laughs> And I think that's one of the biggest messages that we could put out there is that we're going to most most investments are going to sideways trade for a year, right? Maybe even two years until I don't know the having starts, and then people can invest a little bit more. What twenty twenty four? I think things are going to take off. I agree. 2024, 2025 is, you know, like we were talking about a little a little bit ago when when I really expect the real fun to start. So everything up until then, man, like there's just a lot of opportunity as far as looking for those higher conviction, longer term plays and being patient. Right. So there's a lot of opportunity stepping into that. And I think that it's. You know, like, that's why these type of spaces are so cool. Talk about it last week, and I'll keep talking about it each week. You know, it gives me a lot of throwback to last summer where there was, you know, like the entire NFT marketplace still felt pretty dead. Realistically, a few months after or a couple months after the other world um, deed uh, mint, the entire space just felt pretty dead. So, seeing that right now like i'm still seeing a bunch of these nft spaces pop up about like are nfts really dead are they ever going to come back all these events that people have talked about that were supposed to be bullish catalysts have just sucked eth out of the marketplace each time you know whether it is the rotation from meme coins back to nfts whether it's the azuki mint and how it went Right. Each and every one of these hasn't necessarily done something that's positive for the space in the way that it's been hyped up to be. So there are a lot of people that are just down on the space in general right now. And I really think that is where there is the most opportunity. Right. When you have everybody across the board that is sitting there bearish and wondering, will there ever be life breathed back into this area? Like that is where (laughs) there's the most opportunity to be able to get in because nobody else wants to, nobody else wants to touch it. So looking for whatever it is that you trust has some type of future. That was a solid time. And as long as you can have some semblance of patience, I think you'll be okay. So, by the way, Kayla, make sure uh, – I'm not sure if Lumber has DM'd you yet, but before I forget, um, make sure that y'all connect to go ahead and set up the 
I want to make sure that you do get that stonk before this space ends. Yeah, absolutely. He did DM me. Thank you. It's perfect. Yeah, so a couple points on Solana, because we have some Solana people up here. I don't think that it's a coincidence that the one girl that came up here is from Solana. Pretty sure all the hot girls are on Solana. I'm just going to say that right I just, you know, I'm just going to point throw that out there. Pretty sure that's true. Um, and then <laughs> also, um, I think I just don't I think people need to stop underestimating Solana NFTs. I I don't even own any right now, so I'm not even biased. I own zero. But I was pretty deep in the space like last bull market. I was I was actually a contributing member of Monkey Dow. So I was pretty deep in the space. Um, I sold out, luckily, um, kind of before things got crazy. But the experience of trading NFTs on Solana is just completely different. Like, it's just, it's enjoyable to make transactions instead of painful, like it is on ETH because of the gas. So it's just a completely different experience. I'll say, last bull market, the culture on Solana NFTs got a bit toxic because it was just such a small community. But I think that gets fixed over time. Um, but I think the L2s, that that this it still hasn't been proven that community is going to be grown there. I think Solana has been proven. So I think people are way underestimating the, the power of NFTs on Solana. So, yeah, we'll see, though. And the hot, girls are, and the hot girls are there. So, <laughs> Well... Vandy, I do agree with you on the fact that, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of people still sleeping on it. It's one of those things where the funniest thing about Solana is it really does preach what I'm talking about as far as whenever somebody says something is completely dead is when there's the most opportunity. Because you can look at when there's been the most Solana FUD where, you know, for instance, even when like um, the gods and mutes were leaving. Man, I feel like the rest of the Solana space, right after they left, just started taking off. And there were a lot of people that exited whenever the news came out that they were leaving the chain because they were like, man, you know, if it's not good enough for them, who are the leaders on Solana, right? Like, they were the Board Ape Yacht Club. They were the punks. And whenever they walked away, there were a lot of people that just lost faith. And again, opened up a lot of opportunity as far as a bunch of these other collections that ended up doing well after the fact. And you look at it right now where Solana has continued to gain momentum as far as the volume share. I don't necessarily see it as much on the social side, but I think a large part of that just goes back to who I'm connected to, not necessarily the fact that it's not out there, just the fact that I don't have the connections that I really need to to be able to start seeing it pop up on my feed as much. So we've got somebody else new to the space. Braden, what's going on? Love the uh, the pudgy man. Hey, Claire, how's it going? Can you hear me all right? Hey, man, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, great. Uh, nice to meet you. First time up. Thanks for having me. Uh, just a question regarding pudgies, actually. You know, I listened to your spaces quite often and uh, I like your takes I've seen your charts uh, regarding pudgies as well and I just want to know or kind of wanted to hear your opinion because I haven't heard your take on why you are bullish yourself um, and maybe what do you see right now in the sediment with pudgies because I don't know man everywhere I look and maybe it's just my timeline but it's filled with new people joining the huddle and you know of course I'm not 
solely focused on floor price. I don't think anybody in the pudgy community really is, but I'm just curious as to why do you think we know we're being held back? Is it just NFT space in general? Because I see new new owners coming in all the time daily and, you know, just curious to hear your thoughts. Um, I guess when you say being held back, you're talking about the fact that the floor price is not going up, right? For, for exactly in, in regards to, you know, considering how bullish, you know, sediment scenes and how much, you know, from other projects we've seen, you know, that are lacking true leaders or individuals that seem to be doing something in this space, uh, you know, and then it seems to be, you know, all roses when people talk about Luca, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I'm looking back at the pudgy chart and the crazy thing is the, like one of the Pico bottoms leading to where the price is now was like late June of last year. It's right around the time that I became really interested in, in pudgies, but you know, it's not necessarily something that happened overnight. Why I was bullish on them initially is why I'm still bullish on that community. It's just because, you know, I feel like the art does hold up really well. You know, it's something that resonates with a lot of the crypto community, whether it's on the CT side or the NFT side. There are a lot of people that resonate with it. Um, you know, and then you look at what Luca's done past then. This is really before Luca was doing too much that I got plugged in. Like, and I, I became bullish, honestly, at the very beginning, not because of Luca, but just because of like what you're talking about, how many new faces continue to pop up on the timeline. And just really felt like one of those things that wasn't going to go away. And I still see that right now, right? Like there are a lot of people, the communities continue to grow and yeah, you know, have people maybe sold out or like taken some profit or done whatever. Sure. But does that mean that the project, because it's stalled out where it is, is dead? No, like the NFT, I mean, NFTs in general right now, as a whole, you look at other major collections and look at what they've done throughout the same period, right? Like going sideways in a bearish market can be extremely bullish. So I, I don't think that there's any issue with it right now. I actually think that it's something that if you're super bullish on the project, that you should be hyped about because you should see that, okay, even though price isn't shooting up, here are all the amazing things they're doing that double down on your conviction for why you're bullish on them in the first place and that just provide more ammunition for, okay, here's an opportunity for me to be able to continue to invest without having, you know, without watching this continue to shoot up, you have the opportunity to be able to stack. And I think that that's a blessing, right? Like if there's a project that you're bullish on and the market as a whole is going down, but it's finding a way, you know, where it's slightly going down or going sideways, like, dude, that's a gift. So I, I don't know. That's the way that I kind of look at it right now. I'm still incredibly bullish. I think that Luca's been doing a lot of great things, and I don't think that it's going to stop because price has stalled out. Yeah, I hear you. I uh, I really like what you said there. You know, uh, and you said earlier in the space as well. Uh, if if the market's going sideways and your project's not going down, um, it's a good time to accumulate. At this point, I've doubled and tripled down, but uh, you know, I'm just glad to kind of just intrigued to hear your thoughts on on you know, your take and the sideways kind of number with pudgies going on right now, but bullish as always. And uh, yeah, thanks for your take, man. Take it easy. No problem at all, my man.
Um, are you homies with Pentoshi? Do you get him up here to speak sometimes? Yo, I didn't even see Pentoshi hop in. I Pentoshi, know, I he's an absolute legend. He probably just heard through the grapevine that I was talking about the pudgies, and he's an advisor for the pudgies, so he just has to hear any time that something happens with them. Um, but no, Pen- Pentoshi's the man. One of these days, I'll get him to come up and speak on one of my spaces, but, you know... He he's more of a lurker than anything else. In the best way. The best way. The best way. So, so um Solana's not dead, huh? Solana's not dead. Dude, man. I was gonna say Solana's <laughs> not dead. The market as a whole is not dead, regardless of whatever Gary says about it or Gary tries to do. Um it's actually fun right now, man. I'm looking across the board. A lot of the big names, I mean, heck. I like Litecoin is taking off right now. Litecoin's taking off. We had BCH rally. Like Soul has been rallying. Like what you just said, Solana's not dead. Solana actually has been rallying pretty decently over the past several days. So it's not just the volume that you're seeing right now in the NFT market. Like Solana as a whole, the underlying price is actually driving up along with it. So that's pretty fun to watch. ETH is actually taking off today some too. So, you know, as Bitcoin has stalled out, in a sense, from where it was 24 hours ago, we're still seeing some fun across the alt market, which... Are you looking at the chart nice right now? Which one? Yeah, the soul chart? What, yeah. No, what's uh, what's Ethereum sitting at? Oh, shoot, dude. I was looking at ETH BTC, and the ETH BTC ratio has continued to climb. Looking at USD 1930. So it's still just chopping. Oh, not But I mean, not bad, right? Like... Now we're up from where we were yesterday. So. Dude. Dude, it's so much. It's so nice to have you in the Twitter space, to be honest. I feel like some people kind of, you know, uh, maybe not, maybe not like be a fan of you or whatever. Say that, you know, you'll be like calling, calling the top or something at times, but. I feel like you've made, like, by listening to calls of yours, I know I've made money, you know, and I've lost some money, too, in a sense of, like, maybe I got a little greedy and something, you know, but I know my friends have even made money from listening to your calls over time, you know, so it's just, it's really nice to have somebody like you, Kaleo, in in the crypto space, you know, to, yeah, when everybody's all scared and everything, and, uh, and, um, panicking you know like somebody with with a rational rational mind you know to share things and and the calls that you do thank you again for everything yeah that means a lot johnny i appreciate that i think the thing though that you learn with enough time i think every person experiences this through their trading art you go through several experiences right when you first start off trading you're like i know absolutely nothing and Where am I going to start? I feel like I can find some type of edge. You end up finding your edge eventually. Actually, maybe you lose for a little bit, but then eventually you find your edge. And then eventually, you know, you get to this point where you're like, I am in God mode. There is nothing that I can do to lose right now. I have all of the alpha, every single edge on the market. (laughs) And eventually you end up round tripping that and your confidence level ends up being like, "Ah," you know, like, I am just the normal dude with whatever. And like, that that's where I am right now, man. Like, I feel like there was a period the last cycle 
where I felt like nothing I could do would be wrong. I would never be able to miss on anything. And you really got this sense of pride to where anybody attacked whatever strategy that you ended up having. Like I got really, really (laughs) defensive where I wanted to be able to defend every single position and say, you know, here's why you're wrong and why I'm going to be right. But eventually the market humbles you to a point to where you realize that one way or the other, like you're not going to have a 100% hit rate, right? Like it's about being able to manage the, manage the positions that you have effectively. And even if you do call out something correctly, right? Like there's no way to be able to guarantee that whoever follows what you're doing executes that perfectly with you. Um, so the real, the real thing at the end of the day is eventually you just learn to be able to throw away whatever pride you have. If people end up disagreeing with whatever takes you have, like it's fine. You know, different people have different perspectives on the market. You're going to be right. Sometimes you're going to be wrong others, but if your expectation is perfection going into it, you're never going to be able to tweet anything, right? Like you're never going to be able to share any opinions whatsoever. So I think that that's the real thing at the end of the day is just understanding where your edge is, being confident in it, understanding that you're going to have people disagree with you. Occasionally, they'll be right. Occasionally, they'll be wrong. But one way or the other, you can't let it get in your head because if you do, you're going to completely throw away your strategy without any real motivation other than the fact that you were prideful. And you started overanalyzing something because somebody said something that you didn't like to hear. So I don't know, man, it's, it's always encouraging hearing that, that uh, whatever you have to say is helpful to somebody else though, man. So I appreciate that. For sure. You know, I mean, it it is a lot of, there's, um, it's an important thing that you're, you know, sharing some information or whatever that you were able to pick up on, but then there's a whole other side of it all. As to, you know, me being the reader or listener, you know, I, I have to interpret that information data and uh, ultimately kind of use it to my edge, which is not necessarily always maybe just blindly aping in or like trailing, right? It's, 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 I still have that responsibility. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm that player one in my game, right? So it's dope. It's dope. I definitely didn't like what uh, Rooster said earlier on today, uh, which reminded me. But also I was going to ask you about that patience aspect that you were talking about, which I feel like through exactly what you just said, uh, I got a deeper understanding of it all. So thanks again. Wait, wait, wait. What did Rooster say earlier? Well, Rooster was saying that uh, the the volume for Salada is, it was not good for it or something <laughs> No, 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 no. Don't be putting words in my mouth now. I didn't say it's not good for it. I said the statistic itself is like pretty arbitrary because they're just selling raffle spots, which are half like vaporware. And it's the middle of a bear market where there is no volume. Yeah, I still don't like it. (laughs) No, man. I mean, I... I can just look at it right now. Like it's, it, it all goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where I think with the NFT space right now, whether it's the pudgies, whether it's wonky stonks, whatever the heck it is right now. Like if you're buying for a quick flip in the NFT marketplace right now, you're most likely going to end up losing money, right? Like it's not something that I think 
when you're in a bull market, you have those type of opportunities where you can quick or you can flip quickly from one project to another. You'll be okay. Right. Like there's a lot more liquidity in that space during bullish runs. And it gives you those type of opportunities. But in this type of market, I really do think that it goes back to what is the reason for why you're bullish on whatever project you're bullish on, right? Like if there's a utility aspect, then being able to see, okay, how are they delivering this, right? Like what exactly is it for that utility? Are they coming out with some amazing game that you enjoy playing? You know, is it the IP side of things where you are seeing what pudgies are doing with those type of deals, you know, and if it's something else, whether it is the founder, the community, just seeing their active presence, how they're continuing to show up, regardless of whatever price does, I think speaks a lot more to the potential opportunity because NFTs, they go sideways or they go down until they go up. And when they go up, they go up fast, right? Like it, it's that simple, you know, and it's the same thing with alts in this space, right? If you have a high conviction play with alts and they're just slowly bleeding out, Usually by the time that you have enough confidence to say, man, like this thing is turned around, it's already done 20, 30 percent. You know, again, like looking at what Litecoin did today. Right. <laughs> um, buying fear in the crypto market is usually the most profitable strategy. Um, SEC FUD also when, you know, looking at any time that there's been SEC FUD this year, there's been an opportunity that's followed that. So, you know, I'm, I'm more bullish on the NFT space than ever. Um, I love the fact that everything's down right now because I really think the people that are still here that are still showing up do have a lot more opportunity in front of them than what it may feel like in the present. So I appreciate all you guys that have uh, come out today. And I, I hate doing this, especially with Pentashi down here, man. I, I love him. But I've got a meeting coming up here that I've got to drive across town for in the next half hour. So unfortunately, do end up having to call it quits for today. Um, but it's 71 episodes straight. If you guys missed it, earlier in the space, we do these every single week. Just hang out with the community. Um, the Wonky Stonkster Project that I launched as a Freeman back in October of 2021. Basically, to bridge the gap between the NFT trading, the NFT community and the trading community, completely generative art. I feel like the charts do have a story to them. I think if you're a trader, that anytime that I see price action on a screen resonates with some different period of time for me, it's almost like stepping into a restaurant, like smelling some type of food and then being taken back to some type of memory. I've spent so much time looking at charts. I get the same thing whenever I look at price action. Um, so I, I think that in a sense, it is a meme in and of itself, though, too, when you're looking and talking about the idea of somebody finding value in a chart more desirable than actually investing in any real chart itself, I think is <laughs> a meme in and of itself. And part of the idea for why we went forward with the project. So, you know, it's been nearly two years now and we're going to keep going one way or the other. I believe in the community um, and I believe in the project. So I appreciate y'all showing up as always. 
And we'll be back here same time, same place next week. Launch stocks are inevitable. Appreciate y'all rolling out. We will see you guys uh, not too long. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Happy weekend. Happy, um, uh, what is it, the 4th? Yeah, I guess it is the 4th this week. So for everybody in America, be careful. Um, happy Independence Day coming up. Don't blow your hands off and have fun. Catch you guys next week.